just about to tell you. All right. <laughs> this is Alan Watkins' band. Uh, I'm Ben Joe from the Spice Cast. That's what you're listening to. This is the Spice Cast, the uh, second video attempt. Um, thank you guys for gracing us with your presence. Thanks for coming in. Um, my pleasure. And uh, we've got Alan, we've got Connie, and Bob, and you guys make up 100% of the Alan Watkins band. Is that right? That's it. But it seems like each of you have a couple different instruments, too. Is that right? <laughs> I was about to say, you all do double and triple duty, almost. Yeah, it's, we definitely get a full sound. Um, mm-hmm. I was telling Connie, and I decided to tell Bob, I've never been in a band with a bass player who plays like he does. I mean, it's I, I'm I'm from the bluegrass world mm-hmm. traditionally, and I don't think he's ever played Route Five. And <laughs> oh, I so do. so his so his 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 active bass playing is just a pleasure to play music with, and then he, of course he adds the bow into it. There's a whole other layer of color in our music. You're too kind, so. yeah. and y'all have got a pretty like varied cast i guess because bob's got the classical side and mm-hmm. alan are you like more a traditional banjo picker from from the start or what yeah it's the, uh the banjo is where i cut my musical teeth mm-hmm. uh, uh you ever hear of claire lynch oh yeah uh, i was in the front porch string band back in the early days oh cool toured with her for about a year awesome so that's that's where i started learning about real music i mean i grew up with it in the house mm-hmm. played around as a teenager but when I graduated high school, I hit the road with her and stayed pretty much in bluegrass from then on, although her music was not really traditional grass. Yeah. We did swing, jazz, you know, whatever she felt like doing. Uh, so with that, and my dad's old country, and I'm the youngest of four, so I got all the 50s, 60s rock and roll. Oh, yeah. Well, so all of this is floating around in my head. Uh, so that's the, but I am traditionally a bluegrasser. Very cool. What about you, Connie? What's your what's your musical background? Would you yeah, say? My, mine kind of came up with classical rock, you know, uh-huh. classic rock and folk. And what started this all just a few years back? For some reason, I got the songwriting bug. It just start, came out of oh. absolute nowhere. I'd never written a song before. Wow, that's that's awesome. I had a awesome, friend though. that just said, "Come and just play," because I just play a little uh, rhythm guitar, and she said, "Come play." Uh, guitar with with me and we're gonna play we played a little gig at the dog trot out there uh-huh. and uh and she said she had written some songs and i went home i thought i should i could write a song and, and then they, the songs just started coming and so then hey that's awesome then uh, after writing a few songs i wanted to put it together into a project and one thing led to the other and i met alan and then met bob and we we all kind of came together with several other people and did that project, that first project. Of is, some, is that what uh, introduced us to the Dakota Landing the, kind of that thing? That was the Dakota Landing oh, very cool. project. And uh, we had the three of us plus a few others. Uh, Dan Charles played fiddle and Travis Widener, I don't know if you guys have met him, but he played the guitar and, and uh, Ron Brown played harmonica and we had Sherelle Hudgens played, or she sang too. And so we had a, we had a great time and... Then we kind of reconfigured as this uh-huh. this group, as the Alan Watkins band, kind of came around Alan's skills, instrumental skills. Right. And it just kind of pulled us together into where we are now. Man, that's cool. 
Yeah, you don't hear a lot of people uh, saying that just like, oh yeah, two years ago I just started writing songs and so <laughs> and, and then made a CD. <laughs> like, that's pretty good. Which the Dakota Landing is, is available on iTunes, right? It is. And, mm-hmm. Very cool. So if people want like a, a little mini sampler of the Alan Watkins band, they might ha- hear some of the same players, I guess. They will. Alan played mandolin on mm-hmm. it, and Bob played the double bass on on that as well. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So uh, was Bob the, the final ingredient to this <laughs> delicious cocktail y'all made or was how the yeah. uh, group get formed like step by step? Was it just Alan first? Or? Well, I was walking along the street and they picked me up in their car. You were carrying your double bass yeah, and you, they could see yeah. you from 200 meters. Oh, look at that. <laughs> yeah. That was after they picked up Verna. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, I didn't even Tom's mention mom. Verna. Yeah. She's, she's here. here. Yeah, the management is right here. Yes. <laughs> I'm just a listener. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Uh, uh, what uh, what had happened is Connie brought all of us in to record on this project, mm-hmm. and uh, we everybody gave 110 percent for her music. And <laughs> it must have worked together well if you kept playing together well, and formed well, a whole band after it. Well, well, it did because we wound up getting married. <laughs> oh man, man, man! That's a successful songwriting career that you started two years ago. It's just wow, <laughs> stuff just happened. Man, you did, I should start writing songs. I guess it's like, it's just like <laughs> you get come straight off the ground. There, it's pretty yeah. impressive. So anyway, it's we, we got married, and of course, the music just uh, just kept pouring. It's that's when, awesome. When when we got together. My songwriting, I've I've written a couple of dozen instrumentals over, mm-hmm. over the past 10, 20 years. Yeah. But when we got together, I wrote about 10 vocal tunes in wow. just within months. And about five more fingerstyle instrumentals. Mm-hmm. Just I have quite a muse here. Yeah, sounds <laughs> like I it. I have an inspiration. Inspiration hit hard there. Hit very hard. And uh, she was continuing to write. I was writing and we were playing music together and we just said... We need to do something. <laughs> so we remembered him. <laughs> and we called him and asked him, and he said he'd love to. And it's we've been off and running with it ever since. Well, very cool. <laughs> well, uh, uh, let's go ahead and hear some a little bit of the Alan Watkins Band. We've got Let Go and Fall. Do you guys want to talk about that before, or like intro it to people uh, before we play it? Well, I don't really know what to say about it. it uh, it's, Is this I had, a newer tune? or a... Well, it's a newer tune. I had the basic structure and layout, um, but the lyrics were not as good as they could be. Mm-hmm. So uh, Connie and I got together with it, and we, we ironed out all of the, the rough spots and put together what I think is a, it's a tune that we're proud of. Very it's cool. It's got an interesting chord structure. Like the melody and the harmony and the da 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 da. Again, we have this guy on the bass. Bob just, doing the. Oh, he, <laughs> he he made the song different than what I was hearing in my head. Made it better. Hey, that's always good. I, but uh, I was keying off of him. That's that's the interesting thing about <laughs> playing with Alan. That's right. Blame uh-huh. me. Yeah, <laughs> it's all his fault. Yeah. Well, very cool. Let's hear. This will be Alan Watkins Band with "Let Go and Fall." Drifting to nowhere My mind was as numb as can be The voice in my soul had warned me Making me know that I could 
Spicecast. I'm Ben Joe. We've got Alan Watkins band, and that was Let Go and Fall uh, with Alan on vocals. Is that right? Yes, sir. And doing some picking and all that good stuff. Picking and grinning. I was playing the rhythm guitar, and uh, it was a chord lead uh-huh. behind that. And Very cool. Doing my best to sing. And and I wanted to ask you about like y'all's geographical uh, locations, because uh, you had told me that you, you were uh, spread out a bit, I guess. Mm-hmm. And uh, so what's the story with that? <laughs> Uh, born and raised in the Shoals, Lauderdale County, but mm-hmm. uh, in in high school played local band, regional bands. And Did you mostly play banjo back then, or was it guitar? Or? It was mostly banjo. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's, uh, it was with a little local bluegrass band. We were we were pretty good for what we were. Right. And when I graduated high school, it's within a few months, I joined with the Front Porch String Band with Claire, and took off from there. Oh and, yeah. Wound up living in the state of Florida for a couple of years, and I relocated to Blue Ridge Mountains up in Virginia and lived mm-hmm. there for 12, 15 years. And I came back to Alabama. This is where, I, where I'm from, and this is, <laughs> this is where I'm going to stay. Anything special about the South that like, pulled you back? or uh, Just I had family here. Yeah. My, mm-hmm. my dad's still, he's still living, and he's still over there. And I, my sister, I have my oldest sister is here. So. Oh, very cool. And it's it's home. Yeah. There's something I don't know if it's the awesome food or the <laughs> the warmth or whatever, but the South <laughs> is just special to me. I mean, it's it's got it's got a lot of culture that I guess uh, it seems like it gets big elsewhere. You know, like people sell the Southern sound all over the place, mm-hmm. but the South it's just like oh, we we just make it. You know, we yeah. don't we don't we don't glamorize it. We just do it. You know, mm-hmm. 
But uh, what about you, Bob? Well, are you, are you a, a native or what? I uh, well, I've lived here in Huntsville for thirty years. I was mm-hmm. born in, born in Memphis, Tennessee. Okay. And I guess my first introduction to to music was at the age of eleven. Uh, next door neighbor uh, was a really talented musician, and he got me uh, interested in playing the electric bass. All right. And I, I I did that. Uh, played. Uh, bunch of garage bands basically <laughs> through my teenagehood and uh, a little bit of guitar and some piano and uh, I was uh, heavily influenced by the uh, a lot of R&B cool and then uh, I was about guy, to ask like what what made you jump into acoustic well uh, getting to that uh, I I started listening to the prog rock you know yes uh-huh. and all that and I love Chris Squire's melodic lines and of course he expanded upon paul mccartney's lines yeah and uh and then i started listening to jazz fusion stanley clark and all these guys and i i, I think i'm gonna stop playing electric bass after i heard him <laughs> <laughs> all right and i got my first um my first uh upright bass uh, i was about 18 i think mm-hmm. and i spent a couple of years just thinking about it and how do i approach this thing you know I had a bow too, and I tried to work that, and well, not much success. <laughs> and and then I got bit by this classical bug. I said, "That's uh, that's what I want to do." And it mm-hmm. all, all, you know, the the prog rock stuff. Chris Squire started hitting me, you know, classical music, and and I, I just it's like there's tons wanted, of really hard stuff I can yeah. play with an orchestra. <laughs> and so I, yeah, so uh, th- this uh, uh, professor of uh, of music at Memphis State Orchestra, Memphis State University at the mm-hmm. at the time, uh, his name was Herman Burkhart, crusty old New Yorker that was transplanted down to Memphis, and he was the first chair of the Memphis Symphony, and I studied under him for several years. He worked my tail off. Uh-huh. Uh In a short amount of time, I, I got where I could play pretty well. Um, of course, there's you know pretty well is a it's a, a variable thing, but. Uh, uh, I, he got a got me started pretty well, mm-hmm. and he got me in the symphony, and I played a couple of uh, couple of seasons with him. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't know. There were some personality clashes uh, uh. in that, and not my personalities, uh, some other personalities. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's their fault. <laughs> yes, those other personalities' fault. And well, the I, symphony's I just, a very I, like entrenched place. You I know, was there's playing, a lot of yeah, I'm sure I was there's playing, a lot of history in all those. Right. I, I was playing a lot uh, mm-hmm. in a very short amount of time with Memphis Symphony and, mm-hmm. and Memphis Opera Orchestra and Memphis University. And I came back and I played all these smaller ensembles, uh, classical music uh, yeah. ensembles. And as quickly as they all came on, I just <laughs> threw it all away. Right. I don't want to do this anymore. You know? mm-hmm. And uh, I, I just took a long sabbatical. I decided, I, I'm going to study engineering so i got engineering mm-hmm. i'm a software engineer have been ever right. since and uh then it was about 2003 i think i started thinking about the bass again and i heard edgar meyer oh yeah so, oh my goodness <laughs> ever get guy play acoustic bass is like... you know very well yep. you're, you're yep. A, i was listening to you play you're a really good bass player oh thank way. you um uh so you know all about edgar <laughs> And his style and the way mm-hmm. he he uh, 
footstep folk uh, spin on the bass. Mm-hmm. You know, he no vibrato. He's he's a master of all styles. It seems. And right. I've just found that intriguing. So I picked yeah. up the bass again, and was really frustrated. Say, I can't play anywhere near the, the skill of this guy. <laughs> but he his style influenced me. Yeah, for sure. And a lot of those the electric bass players in my early life influenced my, mm-hmm. my thinking about the instrument as well. And, yeah, it's... And then the jazz players, you know, Ray Brown and Ron Carter and, and greats like Dave Holland. And I listened to all those guys. And, and anyway, uh, I, I started playing with, um, just jamming with some friends uh, uh, here in town. Uh, there's a guy named... Uh, uh, Oh shoot, <laughs> Dale, Dale Ramsey. He's a, a local blues guy. He used to right. play play uh, uh, in the Hot Club. He played some uh, yeah. Called, yeah, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, I met him just through a friend of a friend, and we jammed. And then I met a friend of his named Frank Wing, who mm-hmm. was into bluegrass. His father was very influential. A lot of uh, bluegrass players up in uh, Kingsport, Tennessee. Frank's a really good player, and we got together uh, for a few years, and and we didn't play anywhere. We just recorded and did arrangements right, yeah. of traditional tunes, but wild uh, <laughs> instrumental arrangements. Putting spins on them, yeah. And um, so then I met <laughs> I met at another jam session over at Dale's house. I met Connie. Uh, she came along. And, uh, so it was the first introduction, just yeah. playing together, really, huh? Yeah, and, and she introduced me to her yeah. CD, and, and That's great. said, do you want to play on CD? Or I think I asked you, <laughs> can I play on your CD? <laughs> <laughs> I think you did. <laughs> and she looked at me strangely and said, well, okay. No, I was like, yeah, That's where I met Alan, I guess it all started there. Uh, but that, that is cool, but, like the um, the classical spin, you can put on the double bass, because you, you do see a lot of people playing a double bass or like even a washtub bass or something yeah. with all these like traditional style bluegrass mm-hmm. bands but there's there's just so many i guess um sides to the instrument i mean really and is. um I, there's a lot there's yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of work <laughs> and i mean a bass is like you have to buy a car to fit your bass yeah. pretty much <laughs> yeah. like, you know when the bass or the drum guy is coming because he's like taking up the oh. most space in the parking lot so you kind of uh, feel like bass players become their <laughs> instrument because it's just like, yeah, I'm the guy with the hatchback at least. Yeah, that's right. And uh, you you'll know, know I'm here because I'm, I'm taking up space. Like I'm fitting my acoustic bass in these tiny corners. <laughs> yeah. that, that's why my next instrument's a plastic kazoo. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, but it, it does, yeah, you have to have some dedication, I guess is what I'm getting at too. And there, yeah. there's, there's not a ton of uh, acoustic bass players around. I, I don't know if it's yeah. because of the... Uh, the kind of I think a lot of electric players are just intimidated by the the well, the giant thing with no frets. Yeah, <laughs> as you know, it's a, it's totally a different instrument. Uh-huh. You know, you work yeah. different muscles, and the 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 memory muscle thing is is quite different. Mm-hmm. Base the technique is is pretty different. But it's cool that you bring that uh, kind of boat and classical feel to some of these more traditional sounds because there is so much. Yeah. Um, soul and like lead you can do yeah. with those with the classical lines as well as yeah. you i mean you're part of the tempo as the rhythm section yeah. and all sorts of There's stuff all kinds of paths you can traverse down i heard you doing that as we came up here yeah i was about to say our band it's really it's kind of interesting because y'all's uh, our yeah. parts in the bands are pretty mirrored you know because yeah 
the band I play with, uh, the Wolves of Chernobyl, they're pretty standard bluegrass setup. They got like a singer yeah. and a guitarist and a used to be a acoustic guitarist and a and a banjo mm-hmm. player. And um, I, you know, I didn't play a lot of classical, but I had a bow. And it was just yeah. like this stuff needs a string section. I guess I'm the only person. Yep. There's no cello there player. There's no violinist. So I'm gonna try this. There <laughs> you tag, you're it. Yeah, exactly. But it does bring an interesting dimension that uh, I don't know. It's kind of it's kind of like the fiddle almost dimension. Yeah. But on a whole. And it, with a bow, there's so many yeah. types of attack you can produce mm-hmm. with the thing, and it just provides a, a lot of color. Oh yeah. Dynamic sure. color to the ensemble so the music that we're writing it's a tremendous addition to the, the sound that we're getting All right know, thanks to that yeah. very cool what about you connie how do you well, i grew up in north dakota uh-huh <laughs> hence the name dakota landing for the same <laughs> <laughs> i was wondering about that if it had something <laughs> but uh yeah it's just one day i was just um I, I think i was washing dishes and i kept hearing this sound in my the song in my head yeah i thought what is that song and i, I couldn't place it and it it was this. It was this song that was coming in, a, a song to write, and uh, the tune just kept going over and over in my head. So I, uh, I just kind of started trying to find the the chords that went with it on my guitar. And then I had written a poem when I was in Costa Rica on a surf trip a couple years before. Nice. And this this poem was, it was sort of a poem. It didn't, wasn't rhymey rhymey, but it was something I'd written in my journal. I was sitting and watching the waves, and and. Uh, it went with that music that I heard when I was washing dishes, and so this melded together and made this song called "It's Waves." It's on the CD, but um, that was that's when it first kind of started, and and then it was like Alan was saying, all of a sudden it was just like all of a sudden this fountain of it that just kept happening over. So y'all better get married because you got to yeah. <laughs> you got to keep that songwriting the, going. The songwriting is just so it's so funny. Every song that you find yeah it's like you find them in a way uh-huh. you don't really sit down and, and write them and think and, and they, were you, you find, playing you a lot them. before that before not that a lot happened? i mean i've played just i just play basic rhythm guitar mm-hmm. and i've you know played in church praise band and things like that yeah and i've, I've done that for a while <clears throat> but i'd never even thought about songwriting and begun to think of it but i've enjoyed going to jams with friends and sitting yeah. around the living room playing music old music that we all liked and yeah and uh, just for social reasons, you know, and and so I don't know where it, where it just it just started and it just kept going and then you know to to find the love of my life in the process and <laughs> now music is just that's a PSA to people every all our listeners like just try and write music because it might work out. Really well. <laughs> it is so crazy how you might get the, CDs and spouses out of it like very quickly. <laughs> and who knew what kind of path that would you know yeah, happen? Yeah. I mean, I sure didn't yeah. know when I started out on it what kind of path it would end mm-hmm. up being. But boy, it's been it's been awesome. And now that's all I want to do is write, play, and sing. And <laughs> so <laughs> well, much very fun. Very cool. Well, we're glad yeah. you all came in. Uh, we'll hear another track. This will be Alan Watkins' band with Bailey.
you're back with the Spice Cast. That was oh, this, that was me hitting my mic. Um, enjoy that. That was <laughs> Alan Watkins Band with Bailey. A nice standard kind of banjo tune, I guess, from a, a more more traditional standpoint, I suppose. Well, it's uh, more along the Merle Travis style of mm-hmm. guitar playing. It's got a real introspective type of melody to it. It's kind of a peaceful, easy feeling. Hey, I don't know we, if I can say that or not, but <laughs> <laughs> we need that kind of that kind of music, though. I mean, mm-hmm. in this in the world with uh, more social medias than I can count that I'm supposed to be posting on a regular basis, which I'll never do. There's, <laughs> there's we need some peaceful and easy feelings for sure. <laughs> but I want to talk about you guys are these these tracks are actually I guess debut tracks that are probably going to be on the new CD that should be out sometime this year. Yes, sir. I'm guessing. And um, uh, how you how you go about making your music, and is this like a, a new way of recording for you guys? Or well, it's the, being in a, a new stu- a new recording studio, trying to figure out how it's going to operate, how we're going to operate within it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it has worked out great so far. Bob has got he's got good separation with all the parts that we need. Way yeah. he's got it set up, uh, he's got a good ear. Which is, is, a, is the a, most important part. Yeah, the most important <laughs> part. Um, I wish I had two good ears. Yeah, <laughs> but that's why I said one. Yeah, <laughs> a good ear. But just plug up the bad one. <laughs> yeah. Just use the good one on this yeah. one, Bob. This track. If you can picture an eight-foot-tall gobo with with uh, acoustic cloth over it uh-huh. to separate needed to the two things it's it's pretty creative uh, nice engineering for the studio it's, he's done it's stuff he's an engineer he's got yeah. a he's engineered it it is he's got it a degree awesome. in this he's got it yeah. yeah it is really something to behold it, it really <laughs> is but it's it's comfortable it's relaxed it's there's just really easy to work bob's easy to work with well, that's, that's one great uh, thing about controlling your own um, studio and stuff. Is like you don't have to worry about oh we're going overtime. Like it's been oh, yeah. nine it's... out of eight hours, or mm-hmm. it's like you only have yeah. three days to track these five songs. So let's figure out. You can really just get what you really want to get, and you know if it takes five times, it's not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Or mix eighteen, which is the truth on some of these. <laughs> yeah, just that mix eighteen. All right, but well, they sound great. So good on you, Bob. <laughs> Well, we don't do patient eight, man. That's there. not eighteen <laughs> recordings; just eighteen different different mix downs, mixes, mixes you know, yeah, different opinions. I guess I guess that's the <laughs> the other side of the coin is yeah. like you get you can do it. You can keep working on it over yeah. and over as long as there's perfectionism. <laughs> you yeah. can keep working. You on as a bass player it. would appreciate this. You know, you uh-huh. have one person listen to your mix. And they say, "Well, the, the bass sounds yeah, it sounds mm-hmm. pretty good." The next person, the same <laughs> sounds boomy. You know, <laughs> of course they've listened to. Have you seen system. my instrument? That's it's it. giant yeah. in wood. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know how it goes. It's made to boom. If there's a flood, yeah, I'll knock out the front and like <laughs> float to safety. It's a it's a ridiculous <laughs> instrument. So <I> just deal. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Yeah, we were talking earlier, commiserating about uh, recording uh, bass and different studios. Some mm. some of these studios around here, they've never recorded an acoustic bass. You know, it's like yeah. we've done. Yeah, we've yeah. done all these top ten, you know, me- heavy metal albums, but we've never seen a wooden instrument. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they it's all been magnets. Yeah. Like they, they make those things, right? Right. They, it's like, I, that's I not put, a bass. <laughs> I put it to them if they really want to test their metal. 
That's uh, <laughs> uh, yes. acoustic double bass with a bow and pits. And oh the same man! Session. I dare yeah. you! I dare you! <laughs> oh yeah. Tricks. yeah! If there's any, I know there's no double bass players because there's only a handful of us. But if you're listening, the yeah. you need you need a uh, volume pedal that's gonna save your bacon <laughs> in live recordings. Yeah, <laughs> I, I've had I ran into that playing with uh, my band. It's like. This bow is about twice twice the power of a lot of my pit stuff, so it's like yeah. I have to I have to figure well, this out. I'm on but, stage and actively going back and forth, and yeah. What I typically do in recording is I use two mics, mm-hmm. one a distant mic for the bow and one up close to get yeah. a nice pit sound and get a lot of signal. That's good that you got your own place because you can like yeah. mess with it. <laughs> yeah, I mess with it because yeah. yeah, it is a it's a. It's a giant violin. There's no other way around it. It's just hard. <laughs> really, it's really annoying too. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I know you what you're saying play about the banjo. <laughs> talk about annoying. <laughs> there's enough. Yeah. There's enough banjo <clears throat> jokes in the world. I think uh, I, I know most of them. Too. <laughs> but uh, isn't there a, like a book of? Oh yeah, there's there's a website dedicated to banjo jokes. I feel like you could write the book. Like oh, I feel like that would yeah. that'd be a good print. Something you could sell pretty good. Well, the, the funny funniest part to me was. Uh, I mean, my dad, of course, bought me my, my first banjo, mm-hmm. and that was 40 more years ago than I can remember. And last year, he told me his first banjo joke, and I thought, <laughs> you waited a long time for that. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't want to dissuade you, I guess. No, he He didn't. bought it for you, so. Yeah, well, he, that would have really raised a few eyebrows back then. But yeah, there's a few banjo jokes you want to talk about annoying I think the only uh, one that rivals the amount of banjo jokes is the accordion jokes. Oh, well, that's, well, that's, that's one of my favorites. <laughs> if you drop a banjo and an accordion off the roof of a 10-story building, which mm-hmm. one hits the ground first? Which who, one? Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I got, I got one. I got one. Uh, <laughs> so, you started something. So my, so my accordion player had something terrible happen. Someone broke into his car. And, uh, yeah, they broke in. The next day, there was 100 accordions in there. Oh, boy. Musician jokes. There's, oh, they're, they're... That's part of the uh, brotherhood of musicianship. Mm. <laughs> oh, it's, 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 that's, what, that's the only way to keep your sanity from learning your instrument. <laughs> that's right. Oh, man, the banjo, though. It gets such a bad rap, and I don't know why, because it's got the... Uh, I don't know. Banjos to me are like my favorite string instruments because it's just so. I guess a, a badly tuned banjo is one thing, but a well tuned banjo just has that clear. You know, it's like it's like uh, flipping a dime if you've ever done that. You know, it's got that nice ring, mm-hmm. just that crisp sound, and you can you can hear all the little the little bits, the finger, everything you can hear. And that's a uh, yeah. I don't know. I love banjos. Uh, they they're definitely one of the most unique sounds. Mm-hmm. And they have a I mean a long history. I think it goes back as long as people were putting strings on mm-hmm. things. It's like that. You could say it's a guitar, or you could say it's a banjo. At some point, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> there there's a there's a heritage there. I suppose what I'm saying. But uh, the next track coming up is "Heart Like This" with uh, Connie. Is this one you wrote, Connie? Or I wrote this one. <laughs> Very cool. Is it? Is this also a newer invention? Or this one's pretty new. This one was uh, about a year or so ago mm-hmm. that it it sort of was. I was actually doing my spring planting out in the garden, and all of a sudden, all right. this this uh, these words came. So do you know how many songs you've written in like the past two years? A lot. You're just impressing me. Is all. It just uh, the words just it, they just this one it just completely flowed mm-hmm. the 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 music for it uh, the melody took about two more days mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden it it came as kind of a whole 
uh, product also the melody did and then these guys got a hold of it and they did all the instrumentation and and it just it just morphed into this really really cool sound because of really i think a lot of what they did um with the melody and yeah and, and uh some of the the instrumental break on it that they do is really really cool so we added kind of a shuffle rhythm like the uh, stevie ray vaughn pride and joy that's uh-huh. that, that slow shuffle and it just it it gave it a whole different mood very cool yeah that's the best part about a good collaboration is you can take stuff and people will surprise you so much in a good way you know it's yeah. like uh that's that's the the magic of bands, I suppose. Yeah, well, but, we we maintain the dig the dignity of the song that she had written. Yeah, the uh-huh. dignity of the song, which is, <laughs> have you ever felt like a fool in love? <laughs> that's, I mean, it's that's kind of one of those kind uh-huh. of songs where you're like, man, was I really I didn't do so good on this one. <laughs> I need to rethink this. <laughs> right. So you know. And a, and a song is a less painful way than just like, like keep you up at night. It's like, right. oh man, it's a really good uh, way stuff. to get it out, you know, right. get it out of your system. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's hear it. This will be uh, Alan Watkins' band with "Heart Like This." With Connie on the vocals. Did you ever chase love when you forgot who you are? Give away too much of your affection Did you think that they personified perfection? This heart did it again You did this, they did that It was a downhill slide To keep the peace you swallowed your pride Did you try to be like Gandhi or Mother Teresa? This heart did it again Or was it broken So it could open Was it empty Becoming full Did it get happy From the sweet sassy kiss What you gonna do With a heart like this What you gonna do With a heart Like this Oh. 
This is Alan Watkins' band, and that was Heart Like This with Connie uh, doing the vocals there. And just a reminder of uh, who we got here. We have Bob doing double bass, Alan doing banjo and some of the lead guitar stuff, and Connie with some vocals and uh, guitar and percussion as well. What kind of percussion do you add to most of these? Uh, these particular tracks, yeah, these I'm not, I don't think there's any percussion on these particular tracks, mm-hmm. but I have, um, I have a Boron and uh, oh, okay. also... Sometimes just uh, so we have just some shakers and I play um, the mandolin as a rhythm instrument sometimes uh-huh. and uh, a djembe. So, oh, cool. And they yeah. have one of those nice little chime. The wind chimes. Wind chime oh, thing. yeah. Like a set. Just all kind mm-hmm. of fun little stuff. Oh, cool. Yeah, yeah we had um, a guy from Black Market Haggis. I can't remember his name, but he plays the Boulderon. And uh, man, that's a, that's a cool instrument. And um I had no idea what it was called for the longest time. I actually had one in my house, and I had just no <laughs> idea. It's, like, it's a drum with a little stick, yeah. and I think this is what it looks like when you play it, but I'm not sure. So. Oh, they're, they're such a cool instrument. And the one that I have was given to me by a friend who, she said, when she found out I was interested in, in drumming, she said, well, I bought this drum for my son that I brought back from Scotland, and he's he never really got that interested in it. And she, she said, you can have it. It's sitting up in the attic, and this is beautiful um, you know, it's a good sized one with a beautiful mm-hmm. um, print on the front of it from like from Scotland with a really nice skin yeah. on it and it sounds amazing. And it was sitting upside down in the attic with some bugs in it. Oh, man. <laughs> I cleaned it up and that's it's cool. just so fun to have. Yeah. 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 There's a, always something you can add to stuff too. Is that, is that going to be uh, in a lot of your songs, or do you just try and pull percussion when you feel like it's needed, or what? It's just a little spice. You can mm-hmm. relate to that, right? Yeah. <laughs> spice radio. That's right. Just, <laughs> just says spices in it. It's not. We're not heavily using it, but it's it's more of a spice. Cool. Well, I've forgotten to ask you guys earlier, but I always ask uh, bands about their first gig together because something always goes wrong. And <laughs> boy, does it ever! Yeah, <laughs> and I'm guessing it was Bob's. Yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was me. Bob was, was inflicted wrong. with yeah. the wrongness yeah. of the first gig. Yeah. Well, but it's always the first one. I don't know yeah. why, but every band has a story like, yeah. Well, well, our first gig uh, was on a flatbed semi trailer. Uh-huh. Temperature was in the low hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> And it was a fish fry. It wasn't down here, so it's the humidity of, is also uh, 140 uh, or something. Right, right. Perfect can, for wooden instruments yeah, like sweat, a double bass. Sweat would just squirt out of you. <laughs> the scent of frying fish floating through the air. <laughs> yeah. it was, I couldn't believe it. It was, lovely. was ringing wet. Yeah, he, he bless his heart. <laughs> we'll, we'll let Bob tell that part of it. <laughs> Are all the gigs going to be like this? <laughs> Yeah, we almost lost him. They put it, put it, put you through your paces early. Like these are the oh, conditions just, you get to work with, Bob. No, so just, start wearing shorts and. Uh, it's just that, that, so like that that uh, that photo, uh, the, the, the Cater newspaper. The newspaper got us, a picture of you. About, you two, Connie and Alan, look pretty cool. I didn't see any sweat on them, but I, I was he soaking had the wet. V, he had was, the rings. Oh no! I was panting like a dog and everything. You should have called on me. Like, couldn't you guys have photoshopped that or something? Come on. There's, they could have at least like there's software of, for this. Right, I think even right. my base was sweating. 
Yeah. Jeez. And of Thanks course, guys, the uh, sound again for coming in and talking to us. It's our pleasure. And uh, thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. Thank and you and much. you can hear these guys on on Connie's release. That's uh, Dakota. Dakota Landing on mm-hmm. iTunes right now. Yes. And do you guys have some stuff on Reverb Nation yet? Or We do. These mm-hmm. these uh, songs that we had on today are on our Reverb Very Nation cool. page, and plus a couple more. Very cool. And uh, more to come, I guess. This year, you're looking to release the album. Mm-hmm. Maybe have may, maybe have some cool, uh, uh, what do you call it, release day festivities or something. But I, <laughs> I encourage you all to come on back in next time, and uh, we'll talk about the full length, I suppose. Okay. So you have it. Do you have a forecast for the uh, the amount of tracks, or is it just it's done when it's done? <laughs> no, it's <laughs> definitely twelve, possibly fourteen. All right. Very cool. Well, at the rate uh, Connie is writing <laughs> the last two years, <laughs> probably, two, probably could... two more CDs. <laughs> right, yeah. She's gonna have like eight CDs in <laughs> four or five years. Man, it's intense. But very cool. Thanks again for coming in, and thanks for listening to the Spice Cast. Thank you for our volunteers. Evan and uh, Thomas for helping us out today. Give him, give him a woo, guys. guys we didn't hear anything about it. So right now, Thomas. Woo. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. And Evan, how about you? Total silence. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Evan is the is the radio master. He's like, I'm not gonna make any noise. It's like I'm, my phone is silenced. My <laughs> my chair is not squeaky. I'm perfect. I can make noise if you want me to. <laughs> there he goes. There's Evan for you guys. But thanks again for listening. Uh, please hit up our uh, iTunes, and you can subscribe to us in all sorts of ways. We have the Twitter. We have the Instagram. We have um, Facebook, of course, but it's all at spice-radio.com. And have a great night.
a production of Spice Radio from Huntsville, Alabama. You guys know what you want, and you don't have to do too much to get it. Get with us at spice-radio.com. If you have a podcast, you make music or art, or you have an event that you want to promote in the Tennessee Valley, you can find us at www.facebook.com slash Spice Radio Huntsville, or on Twitter at Spice Radio HSV. And again, our website, spice-radio.com. This has been a production of Spice Radio.